0: Statement in the Tao Te Ching. That's the Taoist uh, scripture. It's like it was, it's been it's been printed the second most of anything other than the Bible, really. And it was a by this old guy, this Chinese guy called Lao Tzu, Su, was supposedly the one who said it. And he would talk about you know the Tao that can be spoken is not the Tao. You know the Tao would mean the way. So you can't really speak about it. That's why you can speak about what we're not. That's the beauty of these talks in a way. We can describe the mental states that seem to occupy our interest and attention, yes? All framed, and hopefully when you identify or feel like, oh, that's I have had that, you know? When you identify with some of the mental states, then we can talk about the frame that's actually the producer and the reinforcer of all those states. Yeah? So all the mental states that you go through during a day are framed by one major state. I wouldn't like to use the word major, but one state, which is self-centeredness. Yeah. So all the mental states are really brought about by the self-centeredness. You, get to, you seem to be in, in, in uh, contact with the mental states, but you don't get the sense of the self-centered state. Yeah? The sense self the framing is, is setting the whole picture. All the mental states are held by that frame of self-centeredness. So trying to change the mental states without changing the frame, we've seen doesn't really work, yeah. The old mental states seem to bleed back in, don't they? After time you may get it, like they call a pink cloud or get a little relief, but usually it comes flying back, it leaks back in. Because you've just paved over this part of the frame, not the frame, you haven't changed the frame, you just paint, paste it over, like put a mental state on another mental state. Yes? You think this mental state is going to override that mental state. But what really overrides them all is the source of the mental state, the frame of it, which is self-centeredness. And it means exactly that. It's a state, it's a... a condition of mind that... Rest on the idea of being a long lasting, independent, separate entity. Yes? That's its center. In that, it, mind in that condition produces mental states. Yes? It sees things from this kind of paradigm. Yeah? Everything gets interpreted as if a simple statement of life's happening to me. Yeah? Life is happening. That's, that is, this is happening. There's a manifestation going on. But it changes dramatically the meaning when it gets turned into life's happening to me. Yeah? So therefore life, instead of noticed as life, is really just a pool to reflect the idea of being the one it's happening to. The one that's happening to becomes much more important than life. Yeah? So what's happening? Life's happening, but to me. So the me becomes more important than the life that's happening. Yeah? And the me, because you see it, it distorts or interprets what's happening unbelievably greatly to, f- to fix or to set or to appear in this frame of self-centeredness. So it interprets life, which is, let's say, life would be like a river of colors and you're going to paint something. It interprets those colors and splashes it on the canvas, but always framed by self-centeredness. Yes? So every picture, let's say, every, let's say in in this sense sense of centeredness of self here, there's a yellowish tint, you know? Let's feel like you feel you're never going to be loved or something. So, when all the colors of life come happening and you catch it with the palette, conscious contact, and then they get splashed on the canvas, they're all tinted with yellow. Yeah? The self-centeredness becomes the dominant color. Yeah? The frame leaks out into the picture every time. And it changes the picture. Life's happening is the, is the basic raw data thrown onto the canvas. Then the frame of self-centeredness leaks into it. Then it's happening to me, and it distorts the colors. The colors get a different you, yeah? Like they can have a dark theme your whole life. So you're the type of person, the way you're built is that if it's never good enough, no matter what it is, yes? It's all this stuff happens. But it's all coming from the frame, yeah? Because the frame, when the frame is there, and life is happening, the frame holds life as to me, yeah? The me becomes dominant. And then the me gives all, all of what's happening the meaning it has, yeah? So the me claiming what's happening to be happening to you, then that me gives all the meaning to what's happening. It's like a self-centered loop. So yeah, it seems like there's life happening, but it's happening to me, and the me giving it all the meaning it has. So what you're getting is me, 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 with a couple of yous thrown in, which all you do is project your me on them anyway. <laughs> This is producing a very ill effect. It's producing a lot of mental illnesses. One of the best, one of the major grooves, mental grooves brought about by the frame of self-centeredness is alcoholism. It's just a subdivision of self-centeredness, an extreme subdivision, yeah? So that one has a huge amount of effect on every canvas, and yet it's still not the primary one. It's not alcoholism. It's identification as self. That's the real first addiction. Yeah? That's the first addiction. If you seem to have alcoholism, it's a dominant influence in one's life. But if you do get introduced to recovery, it may lead you to realize that that even alcoholism is subservient to self-centeredness. Without self-centeredness, alcoholism would have nothing to land on. It would it would have nothing to perch on. It wouldn't be able to build a big enough nest to spawn all of its manifestations. It has to rest on the branch of self-centeredness. So we're attempting not to deal with the alcoholism in a sense. We're attempting to deal with looking at the real root of it, the real quote-unquote addiction to mind of mind, which is to self. Yeah to self if so in other words we're going to get relief from alcoholism not from this way alright I'm going to stop drinking do this and that that produces relief but we're going to do a, a ground in a way and get to prior to the alcoholism and see it also as an effect and look at the cause which is self-centeredness and if I am not the center of that system if I am not a long lasting independent separate entity that's my immunity to alcoholism Yeah. My immunity to alcoholism is that and every other addiction because they all come from the prior addiction of mine being addicted to the idea of being a self what gets most reflected when you're doing anything out there shopping, shooting dope drinking, having sex it's always a reflection on you you, you're the primary reflection, all that activity is producing yeah? They're all like mirrors, like full-length mirrors to see you. So the first addiction, can, you can see its effects on all the other addictions, but you'll never see its cause in the other addictions, yeah? You'll see its effects, but you'll, you'll misname You'll think the cause is drinking, like I did. When I came into recovery. I actually thought a lot of my, uh, flipped outness was based on doing coke. And then when I hadn't done coke and I still flipped out, you know, it was a very surprising little awakening. Because I I had created a pseudo-cause, I thought I had it down. I had had the effects, yeah, now I had a program of recovery, and I thought I came up with the causes. And yet even the program said these are but symptoms. The real cause is obsession with self. I'm saying that's also a symptom in a way. I would say it's even farther than that. It's identification as self. You may think it's semantical, but it's a huge difference. Because obsession with self, you can still hold it as you're the one that's doing the obsession with self. Yeah? Which is the activity of the prior addiction, yeah? The feeling of being the you that's doing anything, or the you that's not doing anything. So when there's the feeling, I'm obsessing over myself today, that's the, that's the clarion call, that's the echo of the original addiction. You're just not hearing the right note. It's telling you exactly, that's it. It's the feeling of being the one who's obsessing, or the feeling of being the one who's being imposed by the obsession. I'd have a better day if this wasn't happening. That feeling of being the one is the product of the original addiction. That's called self-centeredness, Yeah. The obsession with self is just a, a, it's a reflection of the original addiction. The feeling that it's you that's obsessing. Just like when we have, when we get to see the manifestations of self in our life, self. We claim them to be ours. Yeah. We're already one step past the original not. And so, thinking that this is the original knot, we work at it, and then that gets revealed not to be so, then we think this is the original knot, when it's the feeling of things are happening to you, and you're the doer of them, that's the original knot. If there isn't a self, all the other knots will have an effect. You'll see it, they'll reverberate through all your aspects of life, because that's the dominant theme of everything in our lives, is self-centeredness. It's the frame. It's not a mental state. Mental states are afforded their availability to appear by that frame. But that's not a frame. I mean, it's not a mental state. It's not appearing to you. It's the feeling of everything appearing to you is the frame. Yeah? The mental state is not appearing to you. When there's a mental state, when you feel like something's driving you crazy, yes, that's a mental state with the frame in place. You see the mental state, but you don't see the frame. And the frame is, it's driving you crazy. Yeah? You don't see that every mental state is framed with this you. Yeah? And we don't put two and two together. We get so fucking tired seeing the other mental states. We'd really like a lot of relief from the mental states. We'd really like to have a new way of living with these mental states. But all the while, there's a feeling of you wanting that. Yeah. There's a feeling of you wanting to feel that way. You don't see that. You take that to be authentic. Yes? You take that to be the validation of your authenticity. That you're the one that's being inflicted by the obsessions. Or you're the one that's obsessing. But that's the frame. Yeah? That's the frame. That's affording all the mental states to have the meaning they have. The mental states would not have the meaning they have unless they were given that meaning by the you, which is the frame. Yeah? We're questioning the frame. If I'm not that, then what happens? The mental states come up, and the reaction of mine to them is different. It's not happening to me, which changes fucking everything. Thoughts aren't held as mine, which changes everything about the thoughts. Feelings aren't held as my feelings. Problems aren't held as my problems. Time is not held as my time. And then you see, the mental states did not have an inherent objectified quality. They were given that quality by the framing. The self was framing them all and giving every mental state a meaning. Yeah? The, un- the underlying meaning, this is happening to me, or I'm doing it. That's the one that goes unnoticed. Yeah? And so we want relief, but when the diagnosis is off, we never question who is it that wants relief. Find if there is anyone that wants relief. Or is that just the framing? Because when you want relief and you don't have relief, what does that produce? Suffering. Exquisite suffering. Exquisite suffering. Yes? When you really want relief, and the wanting relief points out that you don't have the relief, what's produced then? Suffering. Yes? It's the free. Check it out. To see it. Yeah? Let it go back. See that every mental state that you've ever had, there was a you that had it. Yeah? Thousands of mental states every day come up. All day, but what what organizes them all is the frame. You feel like it's a living picture. You have this one frame, and it it's the, it forms a pseudo context to all the content of your day. And you walk by it and look at it, and it's constantly changing. But you think it's the same picture. This is happening before. It's the frame that gives you that sense. All we are, in a sense, is like a chemical batch. Things seen and unseen being affected by stimulation seen and unseen, and then mental states get produced. But the frame of it is it's happening to you. Or you have some, you're the cause of it, or you're the doer of it. That's the frame of it. That's how the frame to thoughts is I'm the thinker. Every thought that's ever been seen in your head since you maybe were five years old and up has been has been framed as I'm the thinker, I'm the thinker of those thoughts, or they're about me. Every thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of thoughts have gone through this head, yet they've been framed by two old ideas: I'm the thinker of them, or they're about me. Yeah. If you don't see the frame, you'll be swatting thoughts like flies. And they'll keep coming because you're the big pile of shit. They'll be coming around and around. And you'll be trying to get the newest fly swatter and get really fast at it. and Get the little rolls and stick them. But no matter how many thoughts you catch, you never catch the idea that if you're the thinker of. it. You never catch that idea. That goes totally unnoticed. Yeah? So... Hitting behind the false curtain of causation is the true cause, self-centeredness. You're not the cause. That's caused by self-centeredness, the feeling of you being the cause. We take it that we get the biggest trick. We've taken hook, line, and sinker. We believe we're the cause, we're the doer, we're the thinker, we're the this where we're the that. That feeling has been produced by the frame called self-centeredness. That's how we can claim all these disparate... Isn't it trippy that at 10 in the morning you can feel great, and at 5 in the afternoon you'll feel fucking terrible? How can you organize that? They're so extremely different, yeah? I mean, one day has always been just the same all day. Like you woke up at 9 and you felt really great... No, I know one great, 902 no, great, exactly the same. 1105 great, 3rd 305 great, oh, past Monday, Tuesday great, Wednesday great, no. There's thousands of different states arising, yeah? They're organized by the frame of self centeredness. We're trying to seek relief, yeah, from an effect, but we're calling ourselves the cause. The real relief is from the pseudo cause, yeah? Then you'll see the effects will change. The real relief comes from recognizing the pseudo-cause, and I'm just inviting you to entertain the pseudo-cause is the sense of being the doer, the hacker, the claimer, the owner. Yeah? message verifies itself. When I get a download, I know this is... You can never know what you are, but you can definitely know what you're not. You can see what you're not. Because what you're not will never be prior to what you are. You'll never be able not to not see what you're not. You'll never be able to miss it, because it always has to appear... Before you, before, you know, you here, you are the cause of all causes, mind. Nothing gets behind it. Nothing slips around and then claims it and says, I'm the one who's aware. Nothing. No matter how many times you put your pseudo-cause to be, and make this an effect, it'll be shown not to be so. Yeah? One time, eight hundred times. You, this pseudo-cause, this pseudo-subject's never gonna get behind the subjectivity. It can't make it something it's doing. It can appear to think that, but it can never make it to be so. It cannot create that situation. It's uncreatable. Cause is cause. Effect is effect, yeah? This is about seeing, in recovery, in whatever you're doing, in Buddhism, in painting, in dancing, whatever. If you could, in stonework, if you took yourself back and question who is it that's doing this, and see sore, or just entertain the pause that may arise, that pause of, I'm not that, that's what I am, is the pause that holds I'm not that. That pause, that timeless moment, that little bit of infinity that realizes I'm not that, that pause is what I am. That's the original face finally chirping up, so to speak. It speaks in silence, yeah? You can't see it. But in the pause, it gets intimated. And the pause shows me very clearly, I'm not that. There's no need to turn around as a pseudo-subject to try to find out what I am. I've already noticed what I am. I'm not that. <laughs> That's what I am. That's the best I can do. I'm not that. <laughs> You can't go. You can't find yourself. There have to be two of you to do that. Yeah? <laughs> if there's only one, there's no finding itself. It's already found. You know. So by saying, "I'm not that," "I'm not that," "I'm not that," I'm not saying it. It's just a recognition of it. Your mind is aware in the seeing. unspoken statement, I'm not that whatever can be seen, like a great master said, whatever can perceive, can be perceived cannot perceive, yeah so I'm looking at this you that you're taking to be me (laughs) and you're giving it the sense of being a subject, but I'm seeing it for exactly what it is, it's an object this body, yeah and I'm the same you that you when you look at you, you don't see me yeah, you see this you yeah Only my head goes. it's me. I'm the only one in the whole world that thinks I'm a me, in a way. Everyone else experiences me as a you. Everybody. You, 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 you. I'm the only one that goes, no, wait a minute, excuse me, this is me. Everything is different. Everything is special. All bets are off. I can't learn from anything you do because I'm different. Yeah? Even if you fail, I may not. Why? Because it's me. (laughs) Maybe, maybe, all the mental states. Yes, maybe we're the seer of that mental state. And maybe there's one thing that we're missing. Maybe we're not seeing the framing of all the states. I'm just inviting you to entertain it. That maybe that sense of being the you that feels imposed upon, the you that's really worried about what's going to happen to me, the you, maybe that is a provoked feeling that seems to last a little longer than a mental state. Because it's more of a frame, you know? It's more of a uh, a constant. It can't be constant, but it appears to be constant. Yeah, Where states come and go quite quickly, and you feel different in five minutes from the five minutes before. But the frame, you felt you were there five minutes ago, and you feel like you're here now, right? So the frame gives a sense of continuum in time. It's almost (laughs) as if here, instead of like a clock that goes around, it's a square clock, 24 hours. Every second you feel it's you, 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 yeah? There's a feeling, I was there at 10, no, I was there at 1, and then I actually will be there at 5, I will. And I'll actually go to 2015, I'm hoping there. And I was definitely there in 1998. So this whole thing is just framing all these incredible mental states that you couldn't even, you couldn't carry a memory of for a day, how many you've gone through. You have gone through so many mental states today, it's mind-boggling. You have to sort of compress them into a file under the title self. <laughs> yeah. and we just, we have some little, like, uh, like, little flag holes that we remember, oh, I remember that two years ago. I tell time by like, when I bought at thrift stores. That's how I know where I was. So I have, I wear a shirt. Oh, I got this in Joshua Tree three years ago. <laughs> this is like the framing of my head to sort of produce this sense of Paul. Yeah, <laughs> because there's no way in hell in the mental states there's any continuum. There's no way in hell that there's one solid thing in all those mental states. It's the framing of the yeah, that gives you a sense of being continual, historical, not the states themselves, because they're coming like crazy, aren't they? I felt so many times so different today as an action figure, I mean, every five minutes I feel totally different. Where's the sameness? The sameness is in the frame, yeah? It's made up. It would be great if it worked. And we could all have—we could just polish our frames all day, and it would make the mental state or so the pictures better. But it doesn't seem to, does it? The more we polish the frame, the worse the mental state seem to get. But what would happen if the frame was taken off? Maybe the mental state—you would recognize its nature. It comes and goes. You know? It really doesn't leave much of an impression, only to you. These impressions on the body and stuff. I know the emotions, but they would wash away much quicker without the framing of it's you. So all these mental states are rising, rising, rising. But what's always there, prior to the frame, is the seeing of them. Without consciousness being on, you wouldn't see the mental states that were showing up, right? You wouldn't know, you wouldn't be having, uh, trying to figure out how you feel right now. You wouldn't be seeing the thoughts that are arising right now without the awareness. So the awareness is prior to the frame, and the frame is prior to the mental states, yeah? So the awareness is, I would say, what I am. You can't go back any farther than that, yes? All mental states have to be noted for you to have an experience of a mental state, right? Do you actually believe you know it, or is it awareness that's built through? Isn't consciousness... what? Because you think you're asleep at night, and if deep you sleep, you're not noting anything. Yet something's still there, yes? So I would say awareness is the prior to the frame, and which is prior to the mental states. Yeah? So awareness can see the formulation and the reinforcement of the frame. It can see it very clearly. It can see it. It can see, oh, that's selfing. It can see... the the organizing principle of the mental process called selfing how it organizes all these disparate mental states and emotional and physical states and makes it a big continuum of a you (laughs) and if you see that maybe once when you see it maybe the eighth time, maybe who knows how many times, maybe it won't take any time at all but hopefully there will be a shift from being glued to the mental states in the scene of selfing and then, then see the seat of selfie and realize you're not the one sitting there. And then maybe the emphasis will rest in the awareness. Yeah? And so the mental states will come and go. Instead of a, a class 5 hurricane, there'll be a tropical storm. Yeah? You'll travel lighter through all the terrain of all the mental states. You'll have a real, real solution to the apparent problem. Yeah? Because it rests at every moment that the problem seems to exist what's prior to that's always existing is awareness why not let the mind rest there right? it has the ability to reflect hell why not let it reflect that yeah. but it can't turn and reflect that as a self yeah? because the self just takes that reflection to claim again if I'm not the self and then when the mind turns it doesn't turn as a self it will see it's original face it will see nothing it will see nothingness. It will recognize its true citizenry, not of being a thing, but of nothingness, of awareness. And that shock will set off trevors in time in your translation as an action figure, You You'll travel item. Even if it gets super heavy, there'll be a lightness going on. The heaviness can be used to even increase, not increase, but to direct the light. It's worth a try, eh? <laughs> but you already have a way of life. And other people do, if you have a way of life, what we need is something that may illuminate it a little better. AA is a great way of life, but it can always use some more illumination the spiritual ideal. You know? That's what it's like. This is like adding light to knowledge. Yeah? It's changing a view to a vision. Like my friend says, instead of having a view, which is just a view of all the mental states, trying to come back the previous view of self-centeredness, it's not going to hold work, but a vision sees through it all. A vision sees through it all. Yeah, A view can be helpful But usually it can't win, in a sense, or reclaim all that space, that selfie has claimed. It may get a little parcel here and there. But the vision sees right through it all. So the view's helpful when the vision doesn't seem available. But I'm saying the vision's always available. And when it doesn't seem to be, entertain the view. The view may open you up to entertain the vision. any questions